Thank you for listening to this interview series by me, David Roth, from WPP, in conjunction with the World Retail Congress, which was recorded live at the World Retail Congress 2023. In this edition, I'm in conversation with Joe Kenner, President and CEO of Greystone Bakery, the leader of one of America's most well-known social enterprises. Joe previously served as Deputy Commissioner at the Westchester County Department of Social Services and spent 14 years in corporate America, working in insurance underwriting and risk management, capital markets and sales strategy. He serves on the Board of Directors of Conscious Capitalism. For more conversations in this podcast series, go to wppbav.com forward slash WRC 2023. But not before you've listened to this. Well, Joseph, thank you very much indeed for joining us. You've just come off the stage here at the World Retail Congress in Barcelona. Tell us a little bit about the concept of open hiring. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, David. Uh, Pleasure. Uh, So... Grayston founded and pioneered this concept called open hiring back in 1982. So it's something we've been doing for the last 41 years. And it sounds very simple, but it is rather profound. So we have this model for our hiring practices at Grayston Bakery. And I always tell people, you may not know the name, but you've probably had our product. (laughs) Um, Anytime you've had a Ben and Jerry's Unilever pint of chocolate fudge brownie or half-baked, you've had our brownies. Oh, well, I can definitely tell you I'm a fantastic (laughs) customer. (laughs) Appreciate that. So we make the brownies that go into those ice creams. We also sell packaged brownies in places like Whole Foods and Kava. But really, the story is really the people that we hire. It's the people that bake those brownies and come through our bakery apprentice program. And that's the open hiring process. And what that means is all they had to do was put their name on a list, just their phone number, email, contact information. And as we call in people for jobs, if you get the call, you got the job. You're the next person on the list. You're the next person that gets the job. No background checks, no interviews. No, no documentation, resumes. no resumes, no nope, form nope. filling in, no websites all to you have navigate. To, all that's required is that you be willing to work. You want to be successful. You want to learn. And we'll teach you everything from soup to nuts uh, once you report for orientation, which is your first day on the job. I mean, it sounds amazingly simple. Yes. It sounds like why doesn't everybody do it? And clearly they don't. So what is it that you're seeing within the organization that that you see as the real benefits of this approach? The reason why open hiring came about, so you really have to go back to our founder to understand the why. And the why was there were so many folks, particularly at that time in 1982, that were struggling to get work because they were either formerly incarcerated. At that time, as you recall, AIDS was a big thing. People couldn't get housing. They couldn't get jobs because they were HIV positive. There was just a lot of lack of hope, to be honest, uh, for lack of a better word. And our founder saw that as a true injustice. When you have people that want to work, (laughs) but we exclude them for because they have one or more barriers or they just have something that just gets to our biases, right? They get excluded from the workplace. So he created this concept and really didn't create it. He just literally started pulling people off the streets and saying, hey, do you want to work? That, that At this time, uh, Bernie Glassman, he was a part of a Zen Buddhist community. They were supporting themselves, baking cakes and tarts for high-end restaurants in New York City. He would pull people off the streets and teach them how to bake. That was the genesis for open hiring. It was a way for people to get hope 
and also to start their life over and uh, with a new start, um, redemption, if you will. And he saw the job as being that next step to giving people hope, to giving them a start at success, to bringing them into the economic mainstream. And it sounds very simple, but as you know, and as we've learned here at the Retail Congress, you know, human capital, talent management stuff. Yeah, I mean, one of the, the recurring themes uh, in the Congress so far, and I'd imagine will be for the next uh, couple of days as well, is just how difficult it is to recruit and how difficult it yes. is to retain. Yes. And the associated costs, some of them very hidden yes. um, in that entire process. So what have you seen yeah. over, over the past few years in terms of uh, the retention levels of an open hire process as opposed to uh, a normal hire process? Yeah, you know what I'm learning, and I said this on the stage. Well, maybe I shouldn't say a normal hiring process, because maybe, maybe we, don't want it to, we don't want that to be the norm anymore. But the current hiring process. The, the current and broken, I would say, hiring process, because what I'm learning here, and I was just in the Netherlands a couple of weeks ago, there is this so-called labor shortage. There's a challenge to get good people, particularly at these entry-level jobs. And, you know, in the U.S., you know, we have 10 to 11 million unfilled jobs right now as we speak. And, you know, but the, you know, a low, quote unquote, unemployment rate. So something is wrong with the system. We're not hiring very well. People aren't attracted to companies and or they're being excluded, as we find with some of the folks that, you know, we hire in particular that are actually good candidates. They're good workers. Uh, we've seen that. I know we have a retention rate that's consistent with the industry, bakery manufacturing. But P.S. We don't pay anything for recruiting. So all that you know, I think the estimates are anywhere from forty-one to forty-five hundred dollars per person that we spend on recruiting, and we're not doing it very well. I like to say we reallocate the costs and the savings, and we invest it in how do we keep our folks in. So we invest in like a social worker at our job. Uh, we invest in learning, learning and development things that give people the tools to succeed in the job and also get to the next level. As part of the process, is yeah. there a reflective evaluation of, a, of an employee to say Absolutely. over a certain period of time, is that employee yeah. the right fit? Are they working in the right way? Are they working with colleagues in the right way? Yeah, you, you're getting to the misconceptions of open hiring, which is perfect. That's a good question. So I like to tell people we get rid of the barrier to entry. We don't get rid of all of the other quote-unquote normal HR practices, whether it's accountability. You know, we do have a point system where the idea is not to collect a lot of points or you will be terminated. <laughs> so things like not wearing... So, so in that kind of points, don't make prizes. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. You, don't, you don't want a lot of points. And it's for things like not wearing your hair net or wearing jewelry on the line and things like that that, you know, that don't adhere to goods manufacturing practices. Accountability is there. But what also is there is just your normal evaluation process. Yeah, we do have periodic check-ins with our HR staff and your supervisor just to see how you're doing, what you need to work on. Um, and actually at the bakery, we have like a green, red, yellow, just to show like, you know, if you're yellow, here's some, some cautionary things that you might want to watch out for. And if you're red, you know, we've got to make some decisions. Or, as I said, you know, you will be held accountable for your performance. And if it doesn't work out, then yeah, we will have to part ways. So, so rolling the clock forward, yeah. the foundation is working with some now very big, well-known global Absolutely. brands. I mean, IKEA is one of them. Talk a little bit about how the work you've done with those types of organisations that clearly have very established uh, HR policies and procedures. Yeah, uh, How's that going and, and what are they finding? And it goes back to our original why for Grayston is about how do we give folks hope through a job? 
um, again, with literally millions on the sidelines and, and literally millions of unfilled jobs out there, we have our work to do as business leaders and as employers. How can we leverage our businesses to be that force for good? Uh, at the bakery, I can only hire you know anywhere from 100 to 120 people at any given point in time. And 60 to 70 of those folks are the open hires. So we need other companies to do what we I should doing. be having more Ben and Jerry's. Keep eating up. These are good calories, yes. so yeah. calories with oh, purpose. Oh, do they have calories? <laughs> <laughs> calories with purpose don't count. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I shall tell my wife. <laughs> but, you know, our goal is to share the model with others. Uh, we don't want to be unique, We, particularly the larger employers. So, you know, my good friend David Boyden of The Body Shop is here. We've been working with them for five years now. They started open hiring five years ago in a distribution center in Raleigh, North Carolina, 300 positions. Now, USA, Australia, Canada, they're killing it when it comes to open hiring and distribution centers and retail. And, and they've inspired others to follow along. And I'm proud to say that you know, we're working with IKEA now and for selecting a few locations in North America and the US to see how they can pilot open hiring. And I want to be able to say one day Amazon is doing it and Walmart is doing it so that we can really... It's not so much about... There is... A, that you know, do good purpose piece of it because you are bringing in folks who have had challenges, uh, but you're bringing in good people into your organization. The pipeline for some of the partners that we're working with, large and small, 60% are people of color, 60% are women, and these are your future, again, entry-level positions. These are your future managers, coordinators, whatever the next level might be within your organization. Uh, and but the body shop, their, turn, their retention has actually gone up. And they're attributing a lot of their increased sales now to open hiring. And also, look, it, it's a great benefit to the employees that are there because people like to see their company be a part of something bigger than themselves that has a purpose to it. So it's a great morale booster as well. So, look, increased sales, <laughs> increased retention, uh, greater morale. Well, you can't that, ask for more than a, that, really. That's a strong, but again, it's tough. You know, human capital and talent management is a tough it's a tough uh, area to be in. So if people want to learn a little bit more um, about uh, both the concept and also the foundation and uh, how to, to engage themselves, where do they go? It's to go to graceton.org or send us an email at info at graceton.org and we'd be happy to work with you. Fantastic. Well, uh, Joseph, thank you very much indeed for joining us. It was a thank pleasure you. to talk to pleasure you. Pleasure to be with you, David. For more conversations in this podcast series, go to wppbav.com forward slash WRC 2023.